the Damaged Goods Podcast. You got the fucking beanie on, dude. It must. I know it's like nut ass cold in in New York right now. Yo, right now, motherfucker, it's like negative. Fuck, it's negative in New York. So we're having some crazy like uh, temperature drop, and we're supposed to get like a shit ton of snow in a couple yeah, days. I thought so. you guys just got some like uh, last night or two nights ago. No, maybe I was. Uh, no, was last week I think it was. We got some snow, but we're supposed to get some uh, Monday. Dude, I was. Like I was at. Uh, I snuck out to the bar today, and all everything's outdoors here, open air, so you can still go to bars. And they had the nice. news on at a golf game or some shit in San Diego. It was hailing. Oh, like, hailing yeah, in San Diego, dude. Northern California getting dumped on. I'm down here like by the beach chilling, you know. It's, it's not, fucking, it's cold, it's, it's, but for Mexico, it's cold, you know. It's, it's crazy. It's, it's crazy right now, yeah. It's crazy yeah. everywhere right now. Dude, if, so. if you're wearing a beanie inside like you are right now, <laughs> it's fucking cold, bro. Plus, I got my window open, right? So it's, it's fucking well, cold. You see, you're dealing with that New York shit. I, I know. I used to live there. My girl's from there. In the winter, in January, February, you're going to have the motherfucking window open because you can't control the heat and it blasts so damn hot that you have to sleep with a window open. Yes, that is 100% true. You know New York City, sir. Yeah. Well, it's like the beauty that you guys get is, is, is the, the heat isn't like a bill ever. It's usually controlled by the landlords. But the downside is you, as an individual tenant, can't control the heat. Like, you can't say, I want it on and off. It's a blast when it blasts, whether that's morning, noon, night, you know. That's it. So that's why you usually have an open window in New York. That's just oh, the way it is whole, out here, man. Yeah. So. My whole New York life was like, I mean, listen, yeah, the window. I, it's fine because I, I, I'm never cold in my apartment, right? Yeah. You know and what yo, I mean? I'd rather... Yeah. It's fine. I, 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 Look, I'll take that over no heat at all. You know what I mean? Oh. So Yeah, no, I feel, in Boston, like... You could control your heat, but it would still be freezing cold. You wake up in the morning, even when you turn the heat on and go to the shower and shit, it's absolutely terrifying to get out of the shower and like step on the hardwood yeah. floors and you freeze yeah. your walls off. Yeah. Even when you can yeah, when, I, when I lived in a house, we had the, the control, right? And it's the oh, same yeah. thing, dude. It was it was cold. You know what I mean? Here I'm in my apartment now. I'm um it's not it's never cold. I'm never cold, right? So it's great. And I was it was like the first apartment I lived in, or second apartment I lived in when I moved out of my mother's place when I was like 18. It was me and a bunch of homies, and we lived in a pretty shitty area of Boston in a pretty shitty Dorchester. house. Dorchester. Where'd you live? Dorchester? <laughs> I I mean, yes, but not at this point. We were in Mission Hill and it was still pretty grimy. And we were young, broke kids, and we decided not to pay. For the heat this winter, right? And we're eight. Motherfuckers got that shit shut off. It was so cold. So we took blankets. We nailed blankets on the fucking windows. Inside oh, that plastic shit. We were sleeping in hoodies, sweatpants. Dude, it was in year 18, you're getting girls come over. Girls are like, can you put the heat on? And we're like, <laughs> freezing, dude. Waking up freezing. Your dick's the size of a fucking like. Yeah, yeah. You're not getting laid that night. Nope. Oh, dude, so well, literally sleeping with socks and hoodies and shit, but <laughs> that that bundled up warm beanie in the house in the winter voice is a is a man who's been on damaged goods before and very few get the honor of coming on again. They have to be great conversationalists, interesting humans, and just people with stories to tell. And this man has all that. He's a legendary, infamous guitar tech in the touring world. An all-around fucking solid stand-up dude, my main man, Warren Three Knuckles Lee. Warren Lee. <laughs> Thank you, Mr. Jake. How are you, sir? It's great to fucking see you. So you know, I'm hanging in there, man. I'm 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 trying to maintain my diet. I've been eating really good and then eating really bad. 
and working out and, and then not working out. So I'm trying to just, I'm trying to hold on to my, my physical frame right now. <laughs> you know, bro, yeah, you got to keep the, the working out has to be consistent, bro. The, the eating you can, you know, eh, that's tough, but yeah. the working out's got to be consistent, bro. At active. least. Right. So got to stay active. You know, so when we used to tour, obviously like, you know, a show day, you get a little exercise to, depending on what your, your gig is. For me, I especially if we were doing sheds like outdoors. Oh, you were yeah, you were walking around all yeah. fucking day, dude. And then on a on an off day, if I wasn't too hungover or whatever, I would try to hit the gym in the hotels, you know, keep it consistent. Down here, dude, I've been squeezing in like short workouts between being a, a, a caretaker. It's it's rough. So I'm trying to keep oh. it together, man. I'm up at uh I'm up at six AM every day and I usually like I do like an hour, hour and a half workout every morning, right? Oh, so damn, bro. That's good, yeah, dude. Yeah, I'm trying to, you know, I've been doing, I've been on that for the last, like, since, since March, man, since the lockdown, really. You know I, what I mean? I, so I wake up at six, six thirty, not because I want to, because like, I like to get up earlier than my pops and, and, and take care of some shit and then take care of him. Sure. Are you waiting sure. on some, I'm a dad, it's 6am shit. Or are you just like, I'm Warren Lee, I'm getting up to work out. <laughs> I'm Warren Lee and I'm getting up to work out. <laughs> <That's what I'ughs> thought. Well, cause well, here's the thing, bro. When that all this shit happened in in March, I I, I fucking uh, did not want to end up couch potato. You know yep. what I mean? Like three months into this quarantine, like losing fucking fifty pounds and eating everything in sight. You know. So as soon as this shit lockdown started, I was like, all right. I kind of put myself on a, on a on a discipline. You know, like a drill. You know what I mean? So I've been consistent with it pretty much. I started kickboxing too. You know, I started Ooh. jump jumping rope. And all this shit so yeah i've been trying to stay active every day right so yeah man i yeah. mean it's it's you know it's fucked up like i know a lot of people personally during this whole shit and and i'm a dude like you know i stay active you stay active we stay in good shape i know people who who either they didn't have their job for a minute or they had the luxury to work from home and that's an opportunity to also to like check your health right like okay you don't want to end up like you said you don't want to end up as a couch potato. And also, bad health is what's leading motherfuckers to get sick right now. <laughs> I know motherfuckers, bro, Warren, I know dudes who started smoking cigarettes during this shit. Yeah, and that's crazy. Started. That's crazy. Yeah, Gaining that's crazy. And I get it. People are depressed. You're at home. You eat a lot of snacks. But Look, that's a phase, bro. At one point, you got to snap out of that phase and be like, dude, you know what I mean? That was good for the first three months. After that, it's like, yo, this shit, you know, by now, you should, everyone should realize it, this obviously is not going anywhere really time, you know, anytime soon. It's yeah. just not going to go back to normal or whatever you want to fucking call it. Right. So figure it the fuck out, man. You know, drink your water, yes. stay healthy, keep your immune system fucking strong. Yes. And you should be fucking, you know, I mean, you know, obviously mask up and do all this other stuff. Yeah, that, yeah. You know, no. but dude, you said it, dude, bro. you get do your, those things. Get your health get, right. I mean, and you know why I work out at six in the morning or seven in the morning every day? Because just about seven in the morning, the sun comes up on my street and I get about 45 minutes of sunlight every day. So, yeah, I'm, I'm, you know, unless it's a super cloudy day. Right. So that's another thing, you know. Yeah. There's, yo, there's something I kind of like about getting up early, early when it like it's the same thing for me as like staying up late. Like when it's dark in the morning, it's quiet. Like the world's quiet, not just like where you're at, but I feel like less people are awake. That's the same reason I like to be Absolutely. up early. I feel like I'm either creative or, or I'm focused in this place where my energy isn't distracted, you know? I like it. I just, I like to get up early, get my workout in. This way, when I go to start my day, I'm 
I'm, you know, I'm feeling good. Like yeah. I've, I've worked out. I feel, you know, I feel good. Right. You know what I mean? So yeah, no, plus, I'm you know, the morning workouts, I don't know how not, people do it in the I'm, evening. That's crazy. I can't, I mean, I, I, I can't do it, but then man, I'm fucking, you know, no way. <laughs> I'm some, I'm shot. Like by the, you know, it's the end of your day. Last thing you want to do is go work out. Right. So that's why I like doing it first thing in the morning, get it the fuck out of the way. And this way, um, you know, you're fresh for the day, right? You know what yeah, I mean? You feel rejuvenated. You start your day. Yeah, exactly. You're not grog. You didn't just wake up when you start your day. You know what I mean? So do you, as a, as an avid blazer of the Jaja warrior medicine, as well as myself, do you, do you smoke before you work out? No, no, neither do I, neither do I. <laughs> no, I mean, I used to, I mean, I could, but I choose, I, you know, since I do it so early in the morning, I don't fucking think I'd be right. Like waking up at 6 a.m. Fucking lighting up a joint and then going to work out. That'd be kind of fucking pointless. Right. So I, 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 if I'm like doing maybe cardio or some shit, I could, I could see it. But when it's like weights or, or isometrics or car, like little calisthenics, I don't want to be too relaxed. I kind of want to be a little edgy and angry. I want to channel yeah. that, put it into my workout, you know? I just, you know, I don't know, man. So I'm working out in the morning uh, sober is that, you know, that's a couple of hours you get to be sober during the day. So you might as well yeah. stay sober. <laughs> yeah, bro. I like the same way. Like, and then like when you do end up blazing for the first time in the day, it's like, okay, this is my reward moment. I, you know, I've done some shit already. Yeah. I can get if you it. Wait, if you wake and bake and have a long day after it, man, it's probably going to be a tough getting through your day. You know what Dude. I mean? So, but yo, but how many times on tour did you, me and other gentlemen, Blaze in the morning, the back bus or on stage right, drink our coffee and then do like a 14 hour day. On tour, it's different, man. It's a different animal on tour, bro. You, you, I, I could basically, if I, had, if I had a bunch of weed, I could get through a fucking 28 hour day if I had to, right? You know, it's just yeah. different. You're out there in, in the field almost like, you know? Yeah. That's like, I feel like the energy of being out there with all your other crewmates and the band and like this, this, this focused, like drive that everyone kind of shares doesn't matter really how high or how whatever you are you're you're you got this you're getting energy from other people you know what i'm saying you're yeah. ready to do your job for the i day. mean i mean how many times like half hour before the show you i'm just fucking like oh dude i feel like going to sleep and then as soon as the changeover starts it's like oh, yeah. boom you're yeah. wide awake you're like all right here we go like you know time to get to it right so yeah dude this it snaps you into it so quick whether you are wanting to or not you don't have a choice <laughs> If you're good about it, you probably sober up and just handle it. It's the adrenaline, you know, the adrenaline and, and the rush, right? So that's true, man. Plus, plus the, you know, the fact that you know, there's a fucking show and you better get your shit together because yeah. you got to make it happen, 10, right? 000, so fifteen thousand people out there watching, and you got the boss, yeah, and like looking at you too, like we we are motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, like uh, what's up? Are we doing this or what? You know, so Dude, yeah. You had a picture on your Instagram the other day. I don't know if, if Dave took it or maybe Randy or somebody. It was a great pick of you passing a beer to Gary Holt. Uh, and it, it, oh, yeah. It was, uh, I think Kevin took that. Oh, okay, word. Yeah, I think Kevin took that. I, I saw that moment happen over like many, like five years. I've watched that same thing happen all the time. But this vision that in that picture it was like a purple light and pinky light. Yeah, that was Kevin's photo, yep. Oh, it was super sick, dude. Yeah, That's he's uh, that was like you know that 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 was uh, I have I had a lot of fun interacting with Gary Holt during the shows, right? He was a lot of fun to interact with, you know. So yeah, you and Gary had a, a great chemistry because yes, I feel like Gary sensed that okay, 
this job, whoever's guitar checking for me, it's not going to be an easy job. But this dude, this dude Warren Lee, not only does he get it, but he gets me and he can handle it. And he don't break. He don't, he don't bend. He has no problem with the pressure. He gets it every night and he's there and he's like reliable. And like, I feel like he knew that. And it makes, you know, makes him play better, have a better yeah. show. Yeah. I mean, on and off, man, I worked with the guy for fucking probably eight years almost, you know? Yeah. So, uh, you know, we, in that time we, we fucking hung out, we developed a really good relationship and he, you know, he's a good dude. Yeah. He's real easy to get along with. And, uh, you know, we just cool with each other and that, that fucking, the chemistry actually, obviously showed like you know when we work together right so it's good yeah. you know what i mean so because like, you know i've seen other dudes tech for gary and i know i've heard of <laughs> and it's not the easiest job i saw other dudes going out, damn i hope i hope this motherfucker can hang like this is a rough that's a rough gig for some if you can't do it and uh you know it's a, it's, the relief on his face when you're on stage right was is way like, different yeah it's it's just a um uh comfort you know what I mean? He can yeah. look over. He, as long as I'm there, it's cool. Any whatever could go wrong, you know, he he knows. All right, I'm I'm on it. I'll fix it. You know what I mean? So, what 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 someone else there? It's kind of like yeah, I, you know, does he that other person know that the the rig is good as I do? You know what I mean? All that. So, like in all your years of touring and shit, sure you must have seen this, but I mean, has there ever been a case where where somebody say like a guitarist, right, or whatever, yeah. their tech in them maybe don't have the best chemistry or you know that the artist is not satisfied and even possibly frustrated with the tech. How long can that relationship go on before that tech is axed and they bring in a new dude? Like, have you ever seen anyone go a whole run with a whole tour with that? No, bro. You about it. You got about, a, I mean, if you're new, you got about a week to get down with your dude. If you're not down with your dude in about a week, Depending on how cool your guy is, you're gonna you're gonna fucking either leave after a week or you're not gonna you're gonna last a tour, but you won't come back in the next one. Yeah, yeah. And we've we see right. we so, see both of those situations. I mean, let's say like I mean I've seen multiple situations like that. You know what I mean? So <laughs> I've seen dudes get sent home on the spot. I've seen dudes, you know, whatever, right? So I've seen yeah, I've seen it, dudes it, go through a couple of texts in a, in one run, like three texts in a run, maybe. Uh, Six dude, week we run. Through, yeah, we yeah we went to dude. Sometimes it just it's it's some man. It's more about the chemistry than yeah. than you know. I've seen great techs fail because you know they just don't have the right chemistry. You know mm -hmm. what I mean? Or they didn't maybe come into the gig with the right attitude or just you know with the you know I don't know, man. Like it depends if if you're uh if you gotta like know the if do the punches and all. You gotta know the songs. You and just you gotta, gotta be prepared. Well, yeah, yeah, and like I, you know, I imagine there's, and this is no disrespect to any artist. This is just an actual fact. Like you know, any artist, especially in a grand magnitude, you're coming in with an, an ego, and I don't mean that in a bad way. We all have egos, you know. Oh, absolutely, so, no, no, so, absolutely. But you, you in in your position, someone like in your position has to be aware of that ego and know how to deal with it and not let it yeah. in the way, you know. Well, here's here's the way I deal with it. Don't be a dick or I'll punch you in the fucking face. I don't give a fuck how many records you sold. Yeah, see, and I, you know I, I guarantee you that's why motherfuckers like you and work with you because you're not coddling them. You know, you're not kind of like a gimp around them. You're you, you, you. And dudes know your reputation I'll, before they yeah. work with you. <laughs> Listen, I'll take care of your shit, bro. I'll, I'll fucking hand you water. I'll do whatever you need me to do, but just don't be a fucking dick. And that's, you know I mean? that should be without that should go without saying, you know. But yeah. it, no, it doesn't. But you know, yeah. But I mean, I feel like a lot of artists know 
that you're not one of those dudes who's going to take a bunch of shit and coddle an ego and be. And Jake, if they don't know, I'll fucking make sure that they do know, right? <laughs> oh, shit, bro. Are, you, are your knuckles feeling hands are like a little healthier now that you're not on the road? Yeah, bro. I'm, I'm, I'm not punching. I'm, I'm, I'm punching air or, or punching bag, right? You know what I mean? So that's it. Yeah, you're doing the. No more. I'm, I'm you know. Yeah, yeah, dude. I'm, I'm, listen, listen. Uh, if you fucking push me, I'll fucking get down. But, uh, you know, these days I try not to, right? I'm older. I'm trying to be a more responsible adult, you know? Hey, mellow, like, cook high, zend out style, dude, right? Yeah, bro, listen, there's enough uh, Miyagi-Do style, right? There's enough yeah, There's yeah, enough yeah. fucking oh, violence yeah. and stupid... There's enough violence and other stupid shit going on in the world right now. I don't hey. need to add to it. Nah, it's true, man. It's true. You know, it's funny because, like, uh, you and Dave... So, yeah, like, a little sidebar. Not only is Warren the illest guitar tech ever, but him and my man Dave Bonvillain... Have a great yeah, podcast Bob called Bill. the Dab Ganistan podcast, which and we have taken a current break on, but we will get back to it. sabbatical, but it's a great podcast. You should listen to it. They are both huge fans of the show Cobra Kai, which I fronted on right for a while, and then like a month no. and a half ago, my girl was watching. I was like, "Is that shit corny?" She's like, "It's good." I sat down after the second episode, dude. I I binged the whole yeah, shit. You sucked. Oh. You sucked. You guys sucked into it. Sucked it's in. so corny. It's fucking amazing, bro. It's great, it's, dude. It's great. It was nice, listen. and it's, like, it's kind of warming to my heart. You know, I don't know. It, it was like comforting. You know, it's listen. It's because um. You remember Karate Kid growing up, right? Yeah. That that was, you know, you, 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 that was a make you feel good movie, right? At the end, you know what I mean. So, so it's it's kind of you know drawing on a almost like a, a nostalgic little, yeah. You know, you know what I mean. So when you watch it, it's almost like bringing back shit. You're like, wow, holy shit, like you know. And, but and the greatest thing is that they continued the story, and the story is fucking the writers of that fucking show are fucking amazing. There's three of them. They're fucking amazing. They're amazing. Yeah, no, dude, I, I thought, like, the writing and, and the storyline is a lot more deeper, a lot more deep than, than like, the movie Karate Kid and, and all of the sequels. It, 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 that was, like, a surface level. Oh, yeah. It's deeper. We're talking, it, it flips the whole script. It shows it through a different lens, you know, right? But that's, and, that's what... Yeah. That, that's what I think was able to make that whole series take off because, I mean, how could you continue the story with the same bullshit? You know what I mean? It's, there's no story. You flip it, and make Daniel the bad guy and Johnny the good guy, bro. He kind of, if you look at it like that, it's kind of like, oh shit, you actually, that dude was kind of the dick. He was kind of stuck. No, right? oh, easy, easy, Jake. Hold on a second. <laughs> <laughs> this is where me and Dave don't agree, right? First of all, Johnny was a dick. He was a bully. Yeah. He was a fuck whatever. I mean, whatever. Maybe Daniel was a fucking punk or whatever. But look, listen, this is fucking skinny kid from the East Coast moved out to Cali and smoked these motherfuckers. That's it. End the story. Because right? like, he's from Jersey. But you, 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 you said a good point, right? He was a bully. And this is my thing that I think I like about the show the most. It really shows how, like, the cycle of bullying, right? So it, it, the backstory, it shows you why Johnny became such a dick. Did I lose you, Warren? No, I got you. So he's no, 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 yeah. a dick, right? Shows you how he became a bully in his childhood and his upbringing and his sensei. And then it even shows you how his sensei became a dick in Nam. And it's showing you this cycle that, like, why <laughs> dickheads are, are bred? Why you become an asshole? And, like, dude, like, I'm not a, I'm not a bully, right? Like, I'm not a right, tough guy, but I, I was bullied in, like, sixth and seventh grade. And then you get a little older and you're in your, maybe even your 20s. Like, I remember one time I was in the tombs in New York for three days. This uh, is final example. Worst place. Of course, right? I, I'm going to look for a dude and punk him out of a, his his situation on a bunk or on a bench so I can sit down. Not because I really yeah. want to sit down, but because I want everyone else in the cell 
to know that I'm not the punk. And I don't like being a bully, but you got to do it in some cases, but it's, it comes from being bullied and, and like that, that whole cycle. I think they really tackle the bully shit pretty ill, you know? I mean, there's a lot of, there's a lot of um, good social messages in that show. It depends how you pick them up and what you want to take away with it. Mm-hmm. You, know, from, you know what I mean? So that's what's great about that show. It's, 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 a, it's, a, it's still a good show. Yeah. Like just good morals, good, good, good lessons in that show. You know what I'm saying? So I wanted to hate it so bad, Warren. I wanted to nah, hate bro, it. Bro, you can't. Dude, listen, I, it took me a while to pick up on it until I found out that the premise of the show was that Johnny was the good guy and Daniel was the dick. Because I was like, what? No fucking way, man. I can't <laughs> buy that. And then I saw the commercial and I was like, what? I, get the fuck out of here. I got to watch this. And once I watched it, like you said, one or two episodes, I was like, holy shit, I'm sucked in. Dude, I watched the last season three. Oh, so good. I watched it one day. Yeah, me and I my girlfriend watched the whole fucking thing. Yeah, two days, bro. Yeah. I killed it. The day, the day it came out, January first, yeah, I watched the whole fucking thing. <laughs> That's the illest shit, man. Like I, when you can like just burn through some show like that. But then the problem is, it's like it's like smoking a huge pack of the dankest nugs and not having any left afterwards. And you're like, well, fuck. I just you know what you do, nah, bro. You just go rewatch season one and two, bro. I know. Dude, I just watched it all though since like uh this, uh, maybe November, December. So it's okay. All- yeah, yeah. All right. So it's still fresh for you. All right. I waited, but I, I you know what you you know what you do. Listen, you know what you do. You go back and watch Karate Kid one, two, and three, bro. Bro, you know three was filmed in in, in Boston, Brookline High School, where a lot of my friends went to high school in Boston. Uh, oh, really? It was in Boston. I saw three. I don't think I don't think it takes place there, but that's where it was. Filmed. No, no, no. It was filmed. Yeah, I didn't know that. Bro, the, know that. the girl, right? Oh, with the girl. That's part of four. That's part four. That's part four. I, didn't know there yes. was, I thought that was three. Was there a third yeah, yeah. one? Daniel son? Oh, the th- see the third one. A lot of people slept on that one. I don't think they, a lot of people saw that one, but that was a good one. It, it, it was, uh, yeah. Daniel was in it. Mr. Miyagi was in it. Like he joins Cobra Kai. It's it, that's oh, a good what? one. Dude. dude, I thought it was oh, yeah. one, two, and then the third one with the girl. But no, one, two, three, and then the four is the, is is the uh, is the girl. Yo, fucking Daniel son, uh, Ralph Macchio. We're calling him Daniel son. He was in like My Cousin Vinny and like one other movie. And like, I, do you think he just ate off the laurels of of Karate Kid, he, he had like royalty checks because you didn't see him in much, right? Now, listen, he was part of the original um, outside. Uh, uh, 80s rap pack, Outsiders, which was basically all the Outsiders. Yeah, guys. yeah, yeah, he was an outsider. That's so, right. That's right. I mean, he, he did, he didn't, the biggest thing he did was pretty much Karate Kid, you know yeah. what I mean? So, um, but like, let's say, you know, everyone else, dude, Tom Cruise became huge, fucking yeah, Patrick yeah. Swayze, everyone, everyone in the rap pack became, went on, except, except for Ralph Macchio. And C. Thomas Howell. Those are two only. Well, guys I know why C. Thomas Howell got fucked up because he did that movie. What's it called? He he paints his face. He pretends to be a black dude to get into a college. Oh, that's a great movie, bro. What it's called, but that's like that got him screwed. Like everyone's like, C. Thomas Howell. So. Nope, you can't be in Hollywood anymore. Yeah. I, Back I then think they so. let him do it. They gave him the movie. And now they're I like, know. But yeah, you know what? His fucking he should probably kill his agent for telling him to do that. Fucking he probably hates that. his agent right now. He's probably <laughs> his agent's face on the wall, man. Oh man, burned him. Uh, it's C. Tom. Yeah, but those he he never like you know he did the the other one good movie, the volleyball movie the, on the beach. You seen that one? I forget what it, I forget what they're oh. called. That was a good 80s, one. 80s movies had the funny. Oh, yeah. Hey, we're going to go volleyball or ski mountain one. I love the ski ones. Those were great. A sign of the times, bro. Yeah. Yeah, those are the best, dude. Those are the fucking. And Johnny, the blonde dude from, from Karate Kid and Cobra Kai, did he do absolutely nothing 
from the no, he was he, he did a, a bunch of like he was in a back to school as a b-roll oh back to school was great dude thornton yeah. Mellon, dude. remember he was the the, the um Fuck, he was the uh, um, the fraternity elitist that Robert Downey Jr. hated. Uh, yeah, I gotta see that movie again. It's been some time since I've seen that. That's a good movie. I fuck with Rodney Dangerfield, man. I liked his shit. Oh, yeah, he's great. What are you kidding me? Hell yeah, he's fucking classic, man. He so. got famous when he was like in his like late 50s, too. That's yeah, thing. he blew Sometimes, up. Sometimes, man. man that's, that's cool how that shit works. <laughs> you know? It's funny, man. Um, I, I know, like, obviously. Dudes like you and me and anybody who works in live music and most people with jobs, you ain't no live music. We're not touring shit, but you were kind of, um, I don't know how to say it. Ret- retired? Yeah. <laughs> out, out of the picture? Yeah. Yeah, you Michael Jordan pieced out, you, you Jay-Z'd out. Like, um, have you had, obviously the COVID shit fucked it up. Has anybody tried to lure you back into the, the touring life? Uh, I mean, not yet. But I'm, I'm assuming when shit turns out, we can tour again or something. They're going to try to get you. Uh, I'll get some calls, I guess. You know? pull you Which, back in. I mean, it's like the mob, Jake. You can never really get out, right? You know what I mean? yeah, bro, so, I was supposed to be all fall. I was supposed to be in Europe with Lamb of God and Megadeth and last summer. You know, I had a great situation worked out for a whole summer fall run. Obviously not, you know, fucking. Yep. I mean, uh, there are two bands out there that I would fucking highly consider if they called. Mm, good. Right? One of them, Rancid, if Rancid does stuff, they always call me, and I would definitely always do stuff for them. Mm-hmm. Um, and then the other band, for me to go back on tour full-time, man, there's only probably one band that I would, I would, that would get me to consider that. Who, who's that? Deftones. Oh, yeah, those are your boys, dude. Those are your boys. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> so, because it, it would be a fun situation. Yeah. It wouldn't be like Slayer, you know what I mean? But it would be a fun situation. I imagine that your stage in your career to go out, it wouldn't just be about the money or like the, the level of performance, but it would be like you want to enjoy it. You want to have fun out there too. Because you've done it so long, you don't need to just go make money doing that shit. You want to have a good time out there too. Yeah, I mean, look, money's important because I got to, you know, as long as I don't lose money and make some that I could, you know, at least fucking take care of like you know buy shit for my kid and stuff like that pay my bills fucking uh whatever you know not buy like fancy shit i'm not about money bro you know that you know what oh, i mean come on, man. about money and it's, and yeah yeah here's the here's yeah. thing with me like with uh man if i wanted to make money in the, doing uh touring i probably i wouldn't have stayed with slayer you know what i mean i would have like took all these other offers that like big pop tours and fucking all this mm-hmm. other for other you know bigger paychecks and shit but and I, 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 I always turn all that shit down dude you know because you know, people I, realize i, I dude i, I turned some fucking i've turned some shit down dude oh, like oh, i'm sure <laughs> so because you're you're a real dude and you kind of have not kind of you do have very strong values and morals which i respect i think a lot of people respect and you know like yeah i could make this much money out here but i'm gonna spend 14 hours a day at this shitty kind of shit, I don't want to be around around these other people. I probably don't really care much for. Why am I gonna do that? You know, well, it's just you know why like go work if I wanted to work in that type of scenario, I'd go work in an office, right? You know what I mean? I want to work around fucking dudes. I I I fucking my family. I've been around fucking for years. I was you know with that band for fucking sixteen years, Jake. Yeah, a long time to be with the band, dude. Dude, one band. That's a fucking long time. So I, I've never done anything for 16 years except for maybe live in like one place that long. 
That's a long time. That's a commitment. That's more than marriages. Most marriages. Yeah, exactly. So, I mean, you know, it's, it's, it's crazy. I, I'm fucking very grateful for the time I had, uh, you know, I was able to sit them. I, I watched them, you know, grow as a band, right. In their career. And, and, and as people, whatever, we all grew together. You know what I mean? So, and you, as you got to see, I, I don't know. I don't want, I wouldn't say valleys and peaks, but you know, times where, where there's legendary iconic artists of any genre that, you know, they had their, their heyday, if you will, and they still have their maintained respect and it can come and go. And then sometimes in greater culture and society, some things happen where certain artists, they get like a resurgence. And I feel like there was a time when we were touring together with Slayer in the later years where Slayer always had its fan base, no doubt. And it has its Grammys and it has its like legendary legacy, but it got like this resurgence of, Older fans bringing younger kids that they were either parents of or nephews to these people or what net nieces, like younger kids coming in pop culture and like in especially the last the final tour that we did that year and a half run or whatever, it was like we were doing bigger shit than when I first started doing the club run. It was like now we're well, packing arenas and shit. I think uh, even before they announced the final tour stuff, yeah. I think the band was the biggest they've they've been in their whole career. It was they're definitely selling, you know the most tickets uh uh um, having the best shows i don't know about record sales i'm not i'm not too up on yeah, that i mean but i don't that. know record sales probably don't even matter as much anyway for i any- don't think i mean for a band like slayer like yeah they'll sell their their minimum amount of whatever records they normally sell you know what i mean they're not gonna go fucking platinum and fucking multi-platinum whatever you know what i mean but it doesn't matter because they they are they just have a steady fan base you know what i mean they're gonna sell X amount of records, they're gonna fucking sell X amount of tickets. You know what I mean? It's just you don't a given, need right? So new albums to do that. I mean, you you put a new album out, you get a couple singles, you do a few of them. But there's a lot of artists. I've noticed this with everybody from like Wu Tang to the Rolling Stones, right? I I seen Wu Tang a million times in my life, right? Uh, but I seen the Rolling Stones once, and it was like 2009 or 10. It was supposed to be their last four shows. They did Jersey twice. At the, where the devils play, like London and, 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 and LA or some shit. So me and my girl, at the yeah. time we go to the we go to the Jersey one. Tickets like five hundred a piece, and they put on one of the best shows ever, right? Uh, and they had a new album out, but the new album was almost like their excuse to do the tour. They did no songs off the new album because they know what yeah. the fans like, and they're packing well, But here's the thing: <laughs> the the album gives the band an excuse to tour because now they have yeah. something to promote. Right, and now promoters will actually pay them more money. Yeah, you know what I mean. And I see right? that with other artists and bands. What I thought was ill with Slayer, though, they would actually do songs like when the, when the Repentless album came out. When we we're on tour for that, they actually were doing tracks off that album. Aside from yeah, all the open, yeah. and people knew it. The fans knew the new shit, and they liked the new shit. It was cool, yeah, man. Because that's what's that's what, look. For, you know, for, for, they, for a real Slayer, for a real Slayer fan, um, <clears throat> you're a fan. You're not just some guy that's going to like one or two records. You know what I mean? Like, there are fans out there like that. But if you're a real Slayer fan, you like all their fucking records. Maybe you don't like one of them or a couple songs or whatever. But in general, you like all their shit, dude. You know what I mean? That's just the way it is. Think about your your favorite band. You like most of their shit, right? Maybe they have one whack record you don't listen to, right? You know, whatever. You know, but Slayer has like a track record of, of keeping it pretty real. And, and, and the fans love it. I listened to this, there's this podcast, my boy, he's a musician, put me onto, it's called Rival. And it talks about like beefs in, in music, every genre, like 
you know, everything like John Lennon and Paul McCartney or Michael Jackson and Prince, Easy Dre, whatever. They did a good two episode one on uh, on on Metallica and fucking Mustang, you know, and the beefs there. And in a few times in the episodes, they reference like the other, you know, legit legacy metal bands and Slayer is like obviously one of them. And when sure. they talk about like the the issues between the two and why some people really would fuck with Megadeth or, and over Metallica in some ways, obviously Metallica had the big sales, the big MTV videos, all that shit. But they would like say that, you know, the hardcore fans would fuck with Mustang and Megadeth. But would they reference Anthrax and, and you know, and, and Exodus, but then they would always reference Slayer. And one thing I sure. always knew about Slayer was like, the, the people were fucking always fucking with them. Like the fans never stopped fucking with them. Like they always had a solid fan base. <clears throat> you know why? And that's where you could tour. Because Slayer stuck to their guns, bro. They yeah. put out consistently heavy records. They yeah. never followed trends. They never fucking really got weird. And they weren't trying you know to make I mean? radio records. They didn't cut their hair for any shit, you know? Um, and start fucking like you know writing ballads and shit or whatever, whatever the fuck it is. I'm not, and I'm not trying to diss. Yeah. I'm not saying I'm dissing other bands. I'm just saying, dude, that you know, Slayer were consistent. They stuck to their guns. And and, and and at the end of the day, too, man, like you go back and listen to their fucking records, dude. They wrote the fucking book, man. The the the, the shit that that Dave Dave Lombardo was doing was fucking phenomenal. The the the, the, the trade off uh, between Jeff and Kerry, the riffs, the yeah. solos, the dueling fucking, you know, back and forth. Holy fuck, bro. And then and, and then you had fucking Tom Mariah who's just, you know, fucking Tom Mariah. Fucking Tom's best presence front is so That's what I'm saying. Frontman fucking extraordinary, you know wow. what I mean? Like dude, that voice, you know what I mean? The path. They never strayed from the path. You know, Bro, they're just, you know, each of them have, they bring this fucking element to the live show. That's just like, you know, their musicianship, their talent, their songwriting ability, all of them. They all play, you know, that, you know, I, I don't know. Um, you, unfortunately, date, uh, uh, Jake, you never, uh, yeah, I never, you, you never tour with Jeff. Yeah. So now sometimes again, you know, you, you, you felt a certain magic too, when, when it was the different guys was, you know, Gary, Gary and, and Paul, but man, dude, this sometimes there was, you know, I remember moments where, like, you could feel the shit. You could feel the sh the energy between the four of those guys on the stage. You could be like, they're just all musically, you know, just connected from jamming for so long and writing shit together or doing whatever they fucking did. You know, it was just like, holy fuck, dude. That's like you can't. You know, that's it was <laughs> magical, boy. You know what I mean? Like, it's just crazy. You know, so it's magnetic shit, man. And and, and the people know. Is a fan, you can see, you can feel that, you know? Fuck yeah, dude. I mean, you know, holy shit, dude. It's, it's wild. Those guys, those guys just, they're, 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 um, they're songwriting, man. Just the shit, listen to their, the shit they were fucking writing, you know? And the, the fact that they didn't have to like tune down and fucking use all this like extra weird shit. Just, you know, they just fucking, dude. They just fucking played heavy ass fucking shit. <laughs> it's fucking nuts, you know. Yeah, they never stopped, and that's I, I, you got to respect anybody in any genre, whatever they, whatever they play. You got to respect people that stick to their guns and and never never switch up their shit. And in in could not because they are scared to, but because they really like what they play and the the fans like that, and they don't let anyone down, and and they, they don't change their tune for any bullshit reason. You know, if you if you if an artist wants to yeah. try something different. I would be 
a fool to say, don't spread your wings. But when people are doing things because I know it's going to make me X amount of dollars or I have this sponsorship or the times are changing, let's change with them. Those are reasons that, you know, I don't know, guys like you and me probably don't really respect that shit. And a lot of fans. Yeah. yeah I mean, you know, to me, listen, if, if it's a natural thing, it is what it is, right? Yeah, That's natural. just what happens. But if it's not natural and you're like, you know, that's not going to work out for you, man. <laughs> you know what I mean? If you're just doing it to try to make fucking money and get your shit on the radio, it's not It's probably not going to work out for you, you know? It's been so wild, like, not not having, like, live music for the last, whatever, 10 months. Um, I mean, it's, it's tricky for dudes who are roadies and work, you know, on the road and stuff. But artists, like, the major income stream for music these days tends to be if not all the time live music right you might make some money from sales you might merch is a big one you know and endorsements and shit but live music is a big one and a lot of artists whether they're major like mid-level whatever beginning it's, it sucks for them you know it sucks because they're like i mean i just talk with like john campbell or do like you know fucking willie texting with him about tour shit and they're like fucking stressing hoping this shit clears up because that's money and not in a bad way, but like it's 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 taking care that's of their income, bro. That's their, that's their income, bro. Yeah, yeah. yeah, you can go jam and make a new album, but like if you can't tour with it these days, like fuck, you know, it's hard to sell merch without being live, you know. Oh, that's why some you know if dudes are out there. They you know if you love your band, go to their website and buy some fucking merch right now because that really fucking helps them. You know what I mean? It does, man. It does. You know. That's right now. It's like that. It really helps all bands. If you really like the band, you know, if your favorite band, wherever you want to really support them, man, if you're working, if you're yourself are working, obviously, and have some, you know, money, then you should go fucking go to dudes websites and fucking buy their merch, man. Buy some merch, buy the limited vinyl, buy like the cassette. Help out. That's it helps. It helps right now. You know? Yeah. Again, that's, you know, it's, it's fucking. Not everyone's, you know, not everyone's working right now. It's a crazy situation, right? So yeah, it's crazy. I mean, like, like, like for me, like my job don't. Well, I have a few jobs. My my touring job obviously don't exist. My writing job, like, I still sell some books. You know, that's cool. And then radio show shit or podcast shit. But the main touring gig is non-existent. Yeah. Like my girl is a hairdresser, in L.A. They keep shutting it down, uh, shutting it down. So like, shutting it down, yeah. you know. So it's like, fuck. There's a lot of people. And a lot of people I know are like, good, keep it shut down. Or people who I conveniently can do a job from home in a sweatsuit on the couch, which is great for you. But like a lot of motherfuckers don't have that luxury. Most people don't have that luxury. You know, if, I mean, listen, if you're going to shut it down, that's cool. But then give you, know, you got something then you got to give. That's what I'm saying, bro. Like you got to take care of dudes then somehow, yeah. like whether yeah. it's giving people something or excusing debts and, and, and yeah. you know, one or the other, it, it's, something to take the heat off. But yo, Jake, it starts with the banks, bro. Bro, you know I know. If if the if the banks had just said to every everyone and say, hey, you know, you're off the hook for a year, and we'll take the hit, which is a big hit, but fuck them because they got tons of money, always get bailed out anyways, and uh, and then the landlords can take the hit, and that can be passed on to the fucking tenants, right? And and everyone everyone can fucking you know feel the saving, right? That would help for everybody, you know. Cause like think about like it sucks for the guy that can't pay his rent, but yeah. what about that guy that that's collecting his rent that needs that to pay his shit? You yeah, know what I mean? All time like, bro, like it's it's just a it's like a, it's like a drip cycle. It's like no nobody's coming. You know, no one's getting over here. Everyone's getting fucked. You know what I mean? It's like bro, it's hectic. It's tricky. I, I, no, it sucks for every 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 situation is different too. You know what I mean? So 
you know, what is what does New York City feel like like right now? I haven't been there since probably we were on tour there last year. So I, I, I mean, I it feels kind of like, I guess, normal. <laughs> I mean, is which is like, crazy. Does it feel because, empty? Less people? Oh yeah, there's there's just less people. No restaurants are open. I mean, there's people out and around and stuff, but just, it's way, way less, way fucking less. Does like, it, does it feel grimy? Like ghost town. Sketchy, oh, like yeah, bro. Kind of. Bro, right? Uh, listen, listen. Tell Yo, me. if you want to get down, if you want to get down on some shit, bro, you come to New York and let's ride the subway, bro. We'll get into some shit within like two or three stops, man. Yo, because that's, that's like, a, like what I was imagining, right? Well, here's uh, listen, Jake. Here's the thing. Tell me. Here's the thing. Okay, it, it, this is my opinion of it, but listen, because of COVID, there's been a lack of a lot of shit, right? Yeah. So at the end of the day, the 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 people with mental issues here in New York yeah. that, that need treatment or medicine or whatever, bro, they're not getting any of that shit. So guess where all those motherfuckers are ending up? Subway on the streets, in, in right? It's January, dog. There ain't no place to go except the subway, and 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 they're and 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 they're off their meds, so they're flipping yeah. up, bro. Right now, if you ride the subway, there is a fucking high chance, a high probability of you getting pushed. Into the tracks by someone. No, random. Boy punching the face. Train. He sent me a video like a month ago with somebody getting shoved in there uh, and and got mushed up. Man, dude. So it it just happened maybe a couple weeks ago, but some homeless dude that was off his meds, right? And he wasn't a bad dude, right? Yeah. But he just he ended up like you know he was one of the stories, a casualty. He ended up getting cut off for his treatment, didn't have his meds, so he became whatever, right? And he was naked in the subway station and he punched some dude, knocked him out. The dude fell onto the tracks, right? And then another bystander jumped down in, onto the tracks to help that dude that got knocked out. The, the naked dude jumped into the track to try to fight the bystander and he ended up hitting the third rail and getting electrocuted. Dude, oh, dude, that's and he, and he And he died, rest in peace. Yeah. Like, you know, and, and it's fucked up because like, dude, that dude was off his meds, bro. If he was on his meds, he never would have did that. You know what I mean? That's fucked up, man. That's that's fucked up. That's like that's fucked up, man. Yeah, that's and again, crazy. listen, I don't I don't know the full fucking story and details, no, 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 but from, that's the gist I got of what happened. And you know, at the end of the day, man, that you know, hey, he did some fucked up shit, but bro, he it wasn't him. He was, you know, off his shit, bro. Like that's fucked up, man. Nah, dude, like. You know, when when I was a teenager in the late 90s, I had a couple of homies from high school who were like older and they had moved to NYC, right? They got an apartment in like the East Village. We're talking like 98, 99. So some of us young dudes, we take the bus, stay with them, you know, skate around the city. New York was still kind of cool. And I had friends like go to like art college and art schools in New York City, like 2000. So, you know, the early 2000s, we're still going there and it's changing, it's changing. By the time I moved there, it had changed a lot. And then by the time I moved out, it had changed even more. As a guy who grew up his whole life in New York City, you, you, and you're older than me, you've seen a whole spectrum of what the city is. And there's a lot of people, myself included, who had like this nostalgic desire for an older- The grunt, old New York. Right? And- Yo, guess what? It's back. That's what I was about to say. So it's back, so are people, are people like, yeah, it's back? Because everyone always wanted it back, myself included. Everyone's like, I wish it was grimy or less fucking yuppies, like cheaper rent, like grimy shit. 
But now that nah, it's, bro, it's like no good. Like, oh, they like got used to the Giuliani post 9-11 safe New York. Do they want that? Back? Yeah, dude. I, I mean, I can't speak for everyone else, but for me personally, I, I, I don't like, you know, and for me personally, I don't give a fuck. I, I can live in the grime, but it's not it's not good. And I got a kid. You know what I mean? So, dude, I don't want my kid growing up in that shit. So, yeah, well, that's, know, that's, that's the only difference, right? That makes sense to me. You know, you know what I mean? So I, I would like it to be a safer New York, like the pre-COVID, because it would be. But you know what? The shit happening with the homeless and the subway shit, bro, that was it was happening before COVID. I don't know if people, you know, we get uh, this. The fucking mayor here is a fucking uh, I don't know if I can say that. Right. I don't know. You know what I mean? Like someone's going to call me and shit. But there's a lot of fucking bullshit that goes on in this fucking city. Ah, and yo, it, it, was happening, it was happening. It was. It was. It was. What's that? Now I'm saying, if Bill de Blasio, he's, if he's listening to damaged goods right now, like, listen up to Warren, you know? Yo, bro, it was fucked up before COVID, dude. So yeah. you know, there's, a lot of, there's a lot of fucked up shit that happens here in this city. And they got to clean it, you know, everywhere. Not in this, just this city. It's the whole system's got to get cleaned yeah. up, right? It's funny, man. Like, when you're younger, you don't mind the grind. You know, you can handle things. And then I don't, need, I don't even have a kid. I'm not a father like you, but I have gotten older. And I've lived through enough of that shit in my own place that, like, I don't really want to live in that anymore. You know, I don't want it to be that shady because, especially if I had a child like you do, but even as an older dude now, I, I don't, I'm, I'm done with that. I spent so much of my life in that shit that I want, not that I'm really worried, but I want my girl. No, you, 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 go, you go out with your girl for dinner on the way home. You want to think about fucking, you want to worry about, yo, I hope you don't get knifed on the way home. Yeah, like, I don't want to have to fight some dude at the bar. I don't want to squeeze some crazy You know what I mean? I want to step over some you know, no, hey, hey, honey, let's head home. We're going to catch, you know, we're going to go outside, catch an Uber and hey, hold on a sec, like make sure there's, we don't get shot or, you know what I mean? Like that's, yo, you don't want to deal with that shit, man. Come on, dude. Who the fuck does, you know? Nobody does. And, like, you know, especially when you have a family and shit. Well, the, the plus, like, I don't know, man. The grime back then, Jake, you know, the grime in New York back then, it was a different type of grime. It, it can't be recreated. You know what I mean? Because I think right now what it is, too, New York has become, you know, oh, now it's empty. But it was at one point filled with, with um, and this is not a diss in any way. It was filled with a lot of transplants with dudes that didn't grow up in New York, right, that don't remember that era. And I don't know. It's just. The people back then, man, the majority of New Yorkers were all true New Yorkers. Oh, yeah. So the grime, you, you got away with the grime because they, you know, motherfuckers knew, like, yo, <laughs> it's like, it's just, you know, this is part of this fucking deal, bro. Like, I don't know. It's just different, right? So, oh. yo, as a Queens kid, when you were younger, right? Like, you know, maybe in your 20s, teenage years, and like, did you venture out of Queens as much? What do you mean? Hey, well, hold on a sec. What do you mean? I'm like 28. What are you talking about? You, you, <laughs> You do actually look 28, bro. You got you fuck out of here. I'm, I'm I look like 82, bro. Shit, I feel 90. I, I feel 96, so I, I, feel, I feel like I'm 96. Yeah, yeah. I got the Wolverine feel. I feel like I've been around centuries, <laughs> bro. <laughs> Same age, but yeah. but I mean, yeah, like, but what were you saying about Queens? Yeah, was it like you know, I'm, I'm thinking like you know, this is like mid 90s, I guess. I'm in my mind, early 90s. Would you stick to Queens? Did you go around to the other boroughs a lot? Or would you always try? Oh, hell no, man. Don't. I mean, we went to the city to, to see shows, right? To go to concerts no, and shit. But the Bronx, Staten Island. No, it was Staten Island. I mean, I, I I would hang out in the Bronx. I had you know for a little bit. I I had a bunch of homies I would roll with uh um out there. But like, yeah, I was mostly a Queens kid. You know what I mean? I definitely even to this day I do not like Brooklyn. 
you know what I mean? I don't know. Whatever. It's, you know, and I, that's not a diss. It's just my personal, you know, whatever. I, I wouldn't live there. You know what I mean? I, I, you know, I don't go there for stuff. Like, you know what I mean? I mean, it's, well, actually, I do. I work there. My office is actually out of Brooklyn. But, you know, it's, for me personally, I just, I, I don't like Brooklyn. I'm, I'm, a, I'm a Queens guy. You know what I mean? I, I was like, I'm familiar with Queens, you know? Yeah. I can dig it. And like New York boroughs, like, you don't have to go to, unless you want to go to Manhattan, and we're talking like mid to lower Manhattan, every borough has everything else you need. It may be like Manhattan. No, listen, there's dudes in Queens that have never left Queens. Oh, there's people in Brooklyn that have never left Brooklyn, right? Yeah, you know? Like Boston who like barely left their neighborhood, let alone the whole city. You know? Yeah, dude, it's, it's nuts, right? So it's, it's a funny, and then you got to do like you and your brother, you've seen the whole fucking world, travel the whole world, then you come back to Queens. And you kick it with these dudes who've never left the borough, and you've seen continents, you know? <laughs> yeah. Countries, countries, dog. You know. <laughs> I tell them, and I tell people that never travel, man. Like, yo, travel. I mean, now, now, not, not now, but I mean, before it was like, dude, you know, if you get a chance, just go yeah. somewhere and, and check it out. You know, you ain't see what it's like. Better than than traveling, dude. I'll teach you the best shit ever. I, I mean, it's just like, come on, why, why be ignorant? What the fuck, <laughs> like? You think your whole world is in Queens? Like, goddamn, dude, wake well, up! Stay, you know, stay, all... if you if you keep this insular little bubble that you live in, you don't have to challenge yourself. You don't got to challenge your ego. Yeah. You can, you know, everything makes sense. I know this person runs this store. I know these people. It's all safe. I don't have to step out of my comfort zone. You know, and I get that too. But dude, I don't you like know, when you when, when you get that. I know, but when that people that are like that, I get it. You know, you want your routine, your comfort zone, but. Yo, every once in a while when you get that, you know, vacation time, man, go somewhere fucking different, dude, you know? Just somewhere to, you know, just to understand other people's cultures because not everyone is like you, you know? Of course. And that's like, yo, that's the, I think the best part about traveling. You actually learn about another person's culture more than just like reading or watching about it. And you might have more understanding, more empathy and shit, you know? Jake, it it, it, it helps breed acceptance, you know what I mean? So. You know, like you said, it helps breed empathy. You know what I mean? You're not so you're not just reading about it anymore or seeing it on something or whatever. You you actually were there, saw it. Yeah. You know what I mean? So Dude, like when you come back from a country <clears throat> and you, you have a whole different perspective on how those people live and then even how the immigrants of that country that come to America live, you get it, you get it more, you know what I'm saying? Like so listen, if you want to talk about like a dude, let's say, you know, and you and, and I'm not trying to diss anyone, whatever, but get them. Get you know, them. If, if if you're if you're uh you know, if you're fucking broke in 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 uh, in the U.S., like you know, oh, you're you know, you're low income, whatever. Yeah, great. You want to go to the broke motherfuckers in goddamn Brazil? Them yeah. motherfuckers ain't, ain't even got four walls on their fucking house. You know what I mean? That's broke. They live on dirt fields with no running water. Like you know, yeah. that's fucking broke. <laughs> that's, that's fucking struggling, motherfucker. Like you know, them motherfuckers are struggling, bro, for real. Like that's rough. That's crazy. You know. Yeah, it's th- and then you might see smiles on their faces too, and it'll put your life in perspective. They don't like, give a fuck. Shit. They're happy as shit, man. It's crazy, man. It, it it really does help kind of readjust your frame of mind. I'll never forget for first time I ever went to Argentina, right? It was like fucking uh whatever time it was at night. I was walking around, you know, killing time with, with uh the old drum tech Norm Costa. Oh. And uh and I remember we 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 saw this fucking little girl, man. Like it, it was like, dude, it was late. And it was like this nine nine year old, I guess maybe nine year old little girl, and she was like skipping around, <laughs> fucking hard, hardly you know, not no proper clothes on, barefoot, and she was happy as fuck. I remember we both kind of looked at her and looked at each other, like, look, 
look at how little she got. She's happy. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, man, people, you know, should realize what they have is, you know, man, maybe you ain't got, you know, everything you want, but maybe sometimes what you want ain't fucking what you need. Yep. You got it, man. You know? If you got what you need. Got it all. That's all you need, man. It's all. You know, you're healthy. You're alive, man. Fuck. And especially the health thing, like, man, no matter what I do or don't have, I, I'm healthy right now. And like, fuck, man, that's, I'm, that's the thing I'm the most thankful for all the time. Because right now in the world, we see health, you know, people with bad health are getting taken out, right? You know? That's fucked up, man. Right. I got my father. He, you know, I see him very unhealthy, too. I'm like, damn, dude, I don't care what else I got. I got my health. My girl's healthy. My mother's healthy. I'm, I'm happy. Like, that's all I need right now. Like, all the other shit is extra. That's just icing on the cake. My health yeah, is exactly. cake, you know? I mean, at the end of the day, fuck, you know, uh, dude, it's, 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 it's a fucking crazy time to be alive right now, Jake, you know? But is, so, it, is it crazier than if we were alive 100 years ago or 200 years ago? I think that would even be crazier. I mean, basically what we're going through is basically what happened when, when the Spanish flu hit. Yeah, yeah. But even People, better, though, because we have a little more modern medicine and, and, and shit, modern technology. Yeah, but that and also um, the negative thing is that today the world is a smaller place, and that's why it fucking ended up getting everywhere. You know yeah, I mean? we, yeah we, and you couldn't travel really back then like you can travel now internationally. And yeah, who, who the fuck traveled back then? It was the 1920s, man. You know what I mean? When people travel back then, it was like, I'm going to leave this country and take this boat all the way over here to this country because that's it. That was it. And that was like five, six weeks on that fucking unless you were like, Unless you were wealthy or like a diplomat. You, you weren't fucking traveling back then. And even then, they were traveling on boats, just a nicer boat, like a better boat. You weren't piled in there with a bunch of Chinese or Irish dudes. You know what I'm saying? You oh, were- fuck yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know what's crazy, bro? In the West Coast, Chinese built all the railroads. And in New York City, the Irish built all the subway systems. Yeah. Because that was just the time of their immigrations and shit and the large construction yeah. mass transit that was taking place. I, the Irish and Chinese get down together, bro. It's all good, man. Yeah. Dude, being a kid too, growing up in like the hardcore scene, and for any listener who doesn't know, I don't mean like hardcore, like a tough-ass dude, although Warren is very much a tough-ass dude. I'm talking about like hardcore music, the hardcore culture. I'm not, I'm not a tough dude. I just don't take shit. Oh, bro. <laughs> Dude, that, that's, that's how you know he's tough because he's humble and he's not playing into it. Anyone who plays into it is not a tough guy. The humble guy like this, watch your fucking step. That's a tough guy. But growing up in the hardcore scene in New York, like, I, I don't know a lot about hardcore music, but because of the scene being so big in Boston, I did see that, like, it was a little more welcoming to, to different people. You know what I'm saying? Of different ethnicities and, and shit versus some other, you know, like, artistic cultures for you know being in like the 80s and 90s chinese kid from queens in the hardcore scene how how was your welcomeness is that even Dude, the, 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 yeah no the, the well the best thing about the new york hardcore scene when i came around i'm pretty sure it was like that from the majority of the existence of it um was it didn't matter you know you went there to be you went there to be accepted it didn't matter um if you had a mohawk or a shaved head or fucking long hair or you know you were black you were white you were asian spanish whatever i mean bro especially you know growing up in new york are you fucking kidding me like you didn't fucking like you didn't have every different ethnicity in your fucking classrooms growing up like 
What are you nuts? <laughs> like, yeah, it didn't matter. Like, you know, is it like a, like like in the hardcore scene? Because I don't, dude, I don't really know shit about the hardcore scene. Was there like a a, a level uh, or a stage of like a, like I don't want to say like hazing, but like uh, where you had to fight for your acceptance at first, or was it more welcoming? Nah, I mean, it just you know, it's like. It's like going to fucking school, man. You get along with some people, you don't get along with others, right? And, and you know, you end up fucking hanging out with certain people and you just, you know, uh, I don't know, man. Like, it's, um, there's no hazing or anything like that, but you just go and it's a scene. It's a whole family. Like, you know what I mean? Everyone knows each other because you see each other every, every fucking show. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? Whether it was a, a Killing Time show or a fucking Madball show or a Cro-Mags show, whatever the fuck it was, it didn't matter. Like, you saw the same fucking crowd. It was the same people. You know what I mean? That was the best thing about it, right? So there was no hazing. There was no, like, you know, like, no... Like, there was your own little... It wasn't like, you know, like the cool guy crowd or the fucking... You know, there was... The, the only difference maybe was, like, I guess maybe there was a straight-edge crowd and yeah, not straight-edge crowd. Maybe. There's the straight-edge part and there's the non you know? yeah but i mean it, it, we, everyone mixed it didn't matter like you, you know like i would go to you know straight edge shows fuck into you know it didn't matter like you see straight edge kids at a mad ball show or a not straight edge band show or whatever you know what i mean it didn't matter like yeah you know yeah. You, you're familiar with the the crew the whatever you want to call them the gang the crew like uh fsu out of boston fuck shit up yeah yeah of yeah course. So I figured you was, uh, and I, I knew a, a couple of the kids only because a friend of mine who was not in the crew, but he was uh, very close with those dudes. He kind of handled business for them, if you will, as an older friend of mine. Um, and so he would come by to cribs sometimes or hang out with my other friends and he would bring some of these dudes from FSU by. And, you know, I, I roll with a pretty like eclectic, like diverse group of cats. And so he's bringing these FSU dudes through and like, you know, he, he, uh, my friend, he would like help facilitate the large sale of like mushrooms and pharmaceuticals for these guys and what have you, you know, he was also a plumber. He was also a plumber that when we first moved out on our own, we'd always call him like, yo, see, can you come fix our toilet? Cause the landlords are fucking scumbag. So anyway, he threw these guys over and they were wild ass dudes. Right. So I remember one time I'm like 18, 19 and he brings this one dude over with his girl and the guy, you know, hardcore dude, he's already tatted up, but he had just got a fresh chest piece tattoo like you know he's got his shirt unbuttoned and he's got the the, the the fucking plastic shit on and he's all faded he's got this bag of pills and he's like these are lewds dog quaaludes so he's giving them and like i'm i'm young and i've done a lot of drugs even at that 18 but i never did quaaludes because there's a harder come by and i don't even know if these were really real because right the rumors those what were, year what year was this like 2000 so i don't even think that's no, real. They, they weren't quaaludes yeah. they weren't quaaludes whatever they were they fucked me up because i woke up about 15 hours later on the floor of my room like boots hoodie jeans on blackout i had no idea what happened i had amnesia i barely knew my name for a day like i got maybe I they were myself, bro. maybe I mean, they were fucking quaaludes then <laughs> wrong as shit dude wrong as shit there you go there you go get that medicine in, bro <laughs> Oh shit! Yeah, the, that was the uh, that was the, the 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 crew up there, right up in Boston. Yeah. You know what yeah. I mean? So they 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 uh they worked at a lot of 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 the music venues, and you know, like as bouncers, doormen, whatever whatever sure. genre of music was playing, whether it was punk, hardcore, hip hop, rock, metal, indie shit. They were known for like fucking dudes up a lot at like as bouncers at these venues, like you know, as a bouncer. And I've been a bouncer myself. I get it. Sometimes they would just get extra aggressive, just 
fall dudes on the, on the, on a corner on the street just you know doing what they do. That's all good, you know. It's not all good, but it is yeah. what it was. I mean, if you got something to prove, I guess you know. There was a documentary that came out about them too that I was like trying to hunt down for years and I could never get a hold of it. An FSU was it? But was it was it the uh, uh, what the fuck was that thing? The gangland, the gangland story, gangland story thing or whatever. Maybe was that was like was that the gangland TV show they did one on it? They, yeah. Oh no, I think I think it was different than that, but I know that one because I saw part of that one, you know. And then I think there was a the Boston Beatdown, right? That's the one I'm talking about. Guys. That's what it was, Boston Beatdown. I could never find it. I tried mad long to find it. I, I'm pretty sure it got banned because I think they were going around beating up homeless people, dude. So Jesus, <laughs> yeah, it wasn't, it, it wasn't a good idea. It wasn't a good idea, and it probably wasn't a good look either. No, right? They would so. go beat up like you know. I don't know if FSU dudes are straight edge, but there was always the 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 rumor or whatever in hardcore crews that the straight edge dudes would like beat up dudes at shows trying to sell drugs or do drugs and give kids shit. They would like, fuck those dudes up all the time. I don't know if that was true or not. Yeah, Oh, maybe I don't know. That's pretty fucking silly. So whatever. I don't. Yeah, I, that, <laughs> I don't know that realm like that. I knew them because through skateboarding, you you would know some of the punk kids, the hip hop kids, and some hardcore dudes. You know, but I didn't know the hardcore dudes that much. You know, a couple of them, but not not a ton. Not a ton. You know. Yeah, man. I like it. Look at you, chief. Look at all that ganja smoke just floating like napalm, man. Oh yeah, nigga. I love it, man. Oh yeah, nigga. Hell yeah. Burn it down. Burn it down, dude. Man. Like, ah, oh, man, I miss like just being on like stage right, just blazing with you, Johnny, Dave, just relaxing for a gig, during the gig. Good times. Man. It's it seems like uh it seems like a fucking eternity ago. Right. Do you do you miss like you're you're a wild dude? You're 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 a guy who's who's out and about there and has lived a, a life. It's, it seems to me that maybe it's like, you know, in a good way, like, you know, a little mellowed out for you right now. Your family, man, you're holding shit down. Do you miss, do you miss being out and about? Do you miss being wild, Warren Lee? You miss, you, I don't, I mean, I'm not trying to <laughs> you back. I'm not trying to suck you back yeah, in. Yeah, yeah, no, 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 no. Um, I, uh, I miss aspects of it, but I don't miss it. I don't miss being away. Yeah, that was what I mean. Uh, being away sucked. I don't miss um, a lot of a lot of aspects about it, but then I miss a lot of certain you know certain things about it too, right? So it's uh, it's hard to explain. I don't, I miss the the camaraderie. Right? I miss the camaraderie of that you like enjoy you know enjoy hanging out with, and then and you know because it ends up being funny, right? How many nights we fucking bust out dying laughing back in the uh, lounge, you know, back lounge or whatever, right? So um, every fucking night, you know what I mean? So. Uh, I miss shit, shit like that. You know what I mean? I miss the show, the intensity of the live show, the pressure of that. But I don't miss everything else, man. The traveling, the being away. Yeah. That wears <laughs> on you all the time, man. The, the the sleep, the, my, my, tell you what, my back doesn't miss sleeping on a bus. <laughs> Bro, I slept in some beds recently in hotels and places and driving to Mexico. I wish I was in a goddamn bunk. These beds were horrible. Like, I'm waking up. Oh, like, I've, I've slept on bunks way better than some of these beds. So, I think for the first time in a fucking really long time last year, I finally straightened out my back. From years of touring, you got it. What did you do, it's, what did you do to get it, it I just, no, I, I went to a, a couple of chiropractic things. I just, I started stretching. I started doing a bunch of other shit, like, you know, and it, 
it fucking I felt it one day. I was like, boop. <laughs> and and all of a sudden it was like, holy shit, I haven't felt like this in years, man. So it's amazing what it, it like just laying on the right thing at night can change a world. Like it's if you got money out there, yes, invest in a lot of shit. Invest in a quality bed, and I don't mean like a six hundred dollar one. Invest in a quality mattress bed. It'll last you a long time. Six hundred dollars, man. Yeah, get like a fifteen hundred dollar one. Well, I, I was I'm saying, I, like my bed was like like many G's, many many G's, many many G's. But I've had it for about five years, and when I sleep at home on my bed in L.A., I never sleep better. I mean, I I sleep like a fucking baby. With with like doping, like just I'm out, I'm out. But anywhere I sleep elsewhere, I'm I'm moving around, I roll around, I feel you know I feel it because I'm so pampered at home. But it was worth the investment because I'm spending a third of my day in that shit. Hopefully, depending if I'm partying or not, a third of my day. Well, it, it, it it helps your uh, it just dude. Oh man, my posture, everything. I you know, it's been fucking great, man. Being on tours was fucking hard on my body. On your, dude. On your body. <laughs> Sleep in that bunk. You're on your feet a lot, and then you know you're you're picking up things, you're carrying things, and as you get tired, you don't always like squat down with the proper form to pick up a little thing. You might be picking up a, like a like a beer bottle, bro. Oh yeah, dude. Over, you know, I, I, oh, you get a pinch. That's it. Yep, you're done. You're done oh. for like three days. It sucks. The, the last tour, the last tour I did was Slayer, uh, the final tour. Like a week. Not even before we went on tour, I fucked up my back skateboarding, right? And I was like, ah, okay, it's going to go away. Ain't no big deal. And then tour starts the first, the first day if we're in uh, North Carolina, you know, a couple days before the show. It's pinching my lower back. Now it's starting to crawl down my, my, my thigh. I'm like, ah, it's no big deal. You know, like I'm stretching like a motherfucker. I'm loading shit, you know, and it's going to go away. Don't matter. Whole 30 days of this tour. It's just killing me. It's cold as fuck. I'm, it, we're in Ohio, yep. Columbus. I'm pushing carts on the ice, you know, to push in <laughs> the building. Sucks. And I'm limping the whole time. Like, oh, dude, it was the worst fucking month, man. My body was killing me. Yeah, dude. It was... Dude, there was days I thought my fucking hip was broken. Like, you know, I'd, I'd fucking get out of the bunk, start walking and be like, oh, my God, dude. Yeah, my hip, my hip is broken. It's, and you know, it's, it's dislocated somewhere. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Sure, I, I swear for like three, yeah. yo, for two years, Jake, or three years, I swear I thought my hip was dislocated. I thought something <laughs> was really wrong. You get a noise like I just never got like, you know what I mean? Uh, it just wouldn't feel right. It just, dude, it was wrong, man. And I told you, I, 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 you know, last year at one point, man, it just. See, dude, you oh, now feels right, right again. To a so. good point, man. Yo, when was the last? But time again, you know that now I'm a lot more active. So yeah, well that that helps. When was the last time what? The exercise, the oh, kickboxing, yeah. moving your body all the time keeps it nice and loose and limber, man. Uh, Warren, when was the last time you engaged or was forced? Let's say this was forced to engage in a physical altercation to defend your own physical well-being. Mm. When you were on tour, since tours ended. Uh, I think on tour was the last time, man. I was hoping that was the answer, bro. I was hoping that was the <laughs> you're all like Zen and working and, and, and family man and shit. I was like, but you know, Warren's a tough dude. He's a wild dude. He's not even a wild dude. I just feel like, you know, wildness can find certain dudes and you ain't the type of dude to bark at no bullshit. You ain't going to flinch. And so, Catch me on the wrong day, motherfuckers. You know, it's a bad I've day for seen everyone. Right? Caught you on the wrong day many times. <laughs> they might have caught you or your brother. And then the problem is they don't they they might be so fucked up that they thought they saw you twice or him twice. They don't realize there's two of you. 
and they're like, fuck, I got hit. They got hit so hard, they're seeing doubles. But they just seen Warren's twin brother, Royce Lee, who's also been on Damaged Goods, is another touring vet and all-around badass ill motherfucker. But they bear a striking resemblance because they're twins. So Yeah. <laughs> but I'm better looking, Jake, so. Oh, well, dude, I'm better looking, though, Jake, it. remember. Royce <laughs> is older, so you're younger, and you got the swamp <clears throat> guy vibes, man. You got the young, cool guy vibes. Royce got the dad vibes. <laughs> Stage yeah, he does get the whole, yo yo well, pops remember pops right so. <laughs> see you're cool bro you roll it late your back line you roll it late you're chilling we're smoking the back of the bus poor royce up at 7 a.m going first in the morning for it last out you know pops bro you got cat hey cat you gotta catch up he skipped touring for like 10 years so you gotta catch yeah, up so. true, man. that's why he drinks 20 cups of coffee <laughs> a day yeah and catch up <laughs> hey when you're at home doing your office gig i was out here doing it catch up catch up <laughs> That's what I love to hear, dude. That's what I love to hear, bro. Oh man, I wanna, I wanna hear some more Dabghanistan podcasts. Those were so dope. I was so jealous yeah. when you guys got Will Carroll on now, because Will is the man. We gotta talk to. Uh, we gotta fucking. Uh, I gotta talk to Dave. Yeah, you know? dude. You guys got Will. If if it, if he stops acting like a girl and wants to start fucking doing and, this again, listening, and I think you guys, you guys get ads. Their ads, dude. Elite Botanicals ads are on the end of this podcast. You know, every, every yeah, he's, now Dave's the, I, I, you know, obviously I still fucking talk to him all the time or whatever, but, uh, um, he just got busy. Do we both got busy and you know, shit happens. Right. So, but I, you know, we'll, we'll see, we'll see, man. We'll, you know, we, we talk, I think we, we, we have actually, you know what? In fact, Jake, we actually have one episode in the bag that we will eventually Ooh. release. You guys got to go right. to the podcast. And, and, and then after that, um, if dudes really want it back, bro, I suggest hitting up Dave. Yeah. You know? I'm going to. I'm down to do it. I, I, I'd have to find time, but Dave is really the one that is squeezed on time. Yeah. So busy man, dude. Busy man. I mean, dude, he's, you know, he's, <laughs> he is trying, like he's doing, you know, <laughs> He runs a company. He does, you know what I mean? He's a business guy, right? So. He's a business guy, dude. He he walks in two worlds, you know. He comes on this world, and he's in that world, you know. He's a, he's a busy guy, dude. Have you worn? Have you ever been in a fight? Well, he, with a he, he you had a new tattoo. Have I ever been in a fight with? When you had a two-day-old tattoo, did you ever get in a fight with a brand new tattoo? Still healing, leaking, scabbing, perhaps. Nah. Never. Nah. If you ever had a lady in the heat of passion in the moment dig her fingernails into a fresh tattoo? Uh, yeah. It hurts like a moment. Yeah. Yeah, it sucks. <laughs> so hard, it sucks. Dudes are sensitive, man. A homeboy that, you know, yo, what's up? Oh, fuck. Yeah, you know? yeah. Slap you in the back. Oh, tattoo oh, sucks. Hurt, I become such when's a... The, when's, I, I got to get tattooed. I got to catch up. Dude, I haven't been tattooed in a while. Last, I guess, wait, last summer? The summer before the last Slayer tour. Maybe that was last summer? Or I don't know. No, I mean, not this past summer, but the one before it. I got two small ones, and they hurt more than every tattoo I've ever got because I'm older now, and I'm turning into a pussy with tattoos. And they kill, dude. They kill now when you're getting older. That's why you got to get them, um, uh, you got to get them younger. Yeah. Start on the... the the more painful spots and the more I hit all the out. painful spots. I got soft <laughs> spots. And I still was like, uh, where'd you get them done? That it hurt so much. Uh, I got one, uh, like just a fill in on the back of like my right 
uh, arm, and then I got one in my sternum, which actually is a is a pain. Uh, the sternum sucks, bro. Yeah, I got my collarbones and stomach, but the sternum was rough, and it was like nah, my, sternum sucks. And it, it sternum took sucks. a lot longer in my mind than I thought it was gonna take, you know. But yeah, anyone that tells you tattoos don't hurt is lying. lying. <laughs> <laughs> they hurt. Whether you whether you can deal with the pain better than others is in, up to the individual. But fucking yeah. tattoos hurt, bro. They hurt like fuck that. They you know, fucking you, hurt. Sting, dude. They sting, and it's just a matter of like, are you whether are you able to sacrifice this this temporary pain for the long term joy of having that shit? And that's what it is. It's like you suck it up. Like I'm gonna eat this six seven hours of yeah, pain because I want. Yeah, them. but like you said. The older you get, the more it fucking hurts. It sucks. You have to get tiny and little, dude. Tiny and little. Yeah, oh, but man. even the tiny and little ones fucking suck, right? They so. sting, dude. They sting even more. Because yeah, you know why? Because they're, they're single needle. Now it hurts even more, right? So. <laughs> okay. Okay. Your daughter, London. She's 15 years old. She comes home with a fucking tattoo on her shoulder. What do you do? It wouldn't happen. Because she would go do her own without telling me. If she's gonna get tattooed at 15, one of her uncles would do it, and we go through me. If she really wanted one, I'd let her get it. Actually, no, I probably wouldn't let her get it. No, but if she really wanted one and went behind my back and did it, it, I, I just wouldn't happen, dude. Because she knows. But if she was 15, she would know better, dude. She, if you really wanted one to do like that, you know what? Go to somebody at least I know, like you know, or, or yeah, I could go some fucking random stranger or something, you know. That's called good parenting, bro. Yeah, but and and then again, you know, but good luck getting somebody I know to you know tattoo my fifteen year old daughter. But you know, <laughs> yeah. she doesn't she doesn't know that, right? So I just get the phone call and I'd I'd show up in the back door and be like, "What are you doing?" <laughs> Is Uncle Royce the coolest uncle? Is he the coolest uncle? Yeah, of course. He's the coolest. Uncle. Hell yeah. Oh, he's the coolest uncle. Yeah. What would it be like if there was a third Lee sibling, but it was a she? It was a girl. Rebecca Lee. Oh, Sarah Lee. You pick your name. Um, what would it be like? Man, you know, what would be if it was Sarah Lee and she invented some fucking cake shit and we were just part of all that empire, right? So Is that the cake shit? Is that why I said that subconsciously? Oh, shit. Then you guys Sarah are Maybe. But no, you know what? I, I don't know, man. You know? I don't know. I can't stay. That's like, that's that's something I, I can't even imagine what it would be like, right? So, yeah, that's tough. Dude. You're older. I don't, you know, who knows? Dude, how scared, how scared are the boys who might come home with your daughter in like 10 years or whatever? How scared are they going to be when they meet Papa Warren and Uncle Royce, dude? Are they going to be terrified or what? Not as scared as when they read the mess, rest of the motherfuckers. <laughs> That's true. You know what you gotta do when she brings her fucking prom date home. Jay, Jay, you gotta have the whole Jay. EMS crew there, bro. You gotta have them all there. <laughs> have like eighteen dudes in the living room. Like, hey, how you doing, son? Meet these motherfuckers. That's that's the that's I'm scared. Girl right there, man. That's <coughs> that's gonna teach you more. Yeah. <laughs> so good luck. Good luck with that, Holmes. Hey, I, man. Listen. To fucking treat her right. That's it. I don't, you know, okay. whatever, right? If I met, if I if was, you don't do nothing stupid. If you don't do nothing stupid, you don't get treated like you're stupid, right? So if I met a girl and her dad was like you and her uncle was like your brother, I would stop dating her. <laughs> All right, y'all. This episode of the Damaged Goods Podcast was brought to you by Elite Botanicals. Elite Botanicals is originally the CBD division of Elite Cannabis. 
If you guys have heard me talk about them, you know this is my favorite CBD product out there. The only one that truly works. I swear by it. That's why I'm endorsing them, not for any other reason. And now they're back with their new line for your little pets, Whole Pet CBD. They are one of the first companies farming high CBD cannabis under industrial hemp rigs. They've been working with CBD since 2013 with one of the first licensees in Colorado. Also, they've been working with Colorado State University since 2016 on their canine research study with CBD. So they know what they're doing. Their focus is providing farm-to-table product that uses the best ingredients possible, ultra-refined, distilled, full-spectrum CBD oil at high potency for reasonable pricing. That's the problem. Most of these other guys are overpriced for their non-working stuff. This allows for effective dosing and a 30-day-plus supply per unit. For the pets, they've got drops that go on their food or in their mouth. they got chicken and salmon-flavored ones. They've got soft gel capsules. they got a gravy powder. You just sprinkle that over their food or put a couple of water in there, and it makes a nice little gravy mix chocked full of CBD, glucosamine, and omegas for their joints. They've got nose and toes balm for cracked noses and paws, and they got some all-natural treats on the way. All this is available at wholepetcbd.com. Elite Cannabis, Elite Botanicals, and now Whole Pet CBD, all from Elite. Go check it out. And now for an additional discount, use the promo code DAMAGEDGOODS. That's D-A-M-A-G-E-D-G-O-O-D-S. Damaged Goods to get an additional percentage off. Whatever, just run. And she was like, oh my God, that's crazy, you know? But that, it, it, dude, it was fucking nuts, right? You know what I mean? Like, just walking home, it... It was walking not home, walking back to the hotel. Was, it was like, yeah, it was actually, you're right. It was like maybe six blocks, but the, the three blocks, holy fuck, dude. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like dudes were walking down a stoop, like yeah. kind of like, yo, who's that type of shit? It was like, oh man, here we go, bro. What the fuck? Like, you know? It's crazy. It's like when you do shows like in Frisco at like the Warfield and the Tenderliner. When you're out there and like maybe you know you're going to the fuck shit, you're fending off dudes, or even at like the Bill Graham Auditorium, you know you might push a crackhead out of the merch truck, you might see some prostitutes rolling up on you, all that shit. So my first time, uh, <coughs> first tour working for Slayer in in the U.S., uh, uh, we fucking we played uh, uh, the Warfield, right, which is in the Tenderloin, right. We Rough get fuck. out of the fucking. The, the runner car or whatever to, to go in the, the you know bus drop off our bags go to the gig or whatever dude as soon as the door opens we get out of the car what's the first thing i see in human the middle shit. of the street human no shit. some lady just standing there straight up in the middle of the street smoking crack bro it was like yo where are we right now i was like all right i, I remember like walking around her like it was fucking funny dude <laughs> yeah know? i remember dude we when, when slayer played uh what's it called wembley in London, I, I had a lot of time after my gig, even the show wasn't over. I took a long walk. I went and got some food. I went to some bars. I don't even know where I was. And that's not even a shady area. But I remember getting into like a little verbal uh, altercation with a gentleman because I had the radio on all the shit. So he first he thought I was like a, a, a law enforcement officer. But then he hears my yeah, yeah, yeah. talk to him. So he's starting to follow me and talk shit. So I have to stop and turn around and confront him. But I got to remember, I'm like seven blocks from the venue. I'm alone out here. I don't know who the fuck he's got. And so we have some words and then nothing happens. And I'm walking and he keeps popping up and we keep going at it. And I don't want him to follow me back to like the buses and shit. So it was just like all these wild yeah, yeah, yeah. interactions until I fucking shook him off my tail and shit. 
like you know talking mad shit but that's crazy why would but that's you know what that's drunk english fucks man that's what they do right so that's why it rains so much in england bro they got to wash all the fucking blood and piss off the streets right so that's the shit about touring and traveling man there's like uh always some adventures bro always some fucking adventures there you know you know bro you know, man, fucking shows. Fuck Camden, fuck Gary. I mean, I like those places if, it, if it's where you live, but to do gigs in those places is rough. East St. Louis, all that shit, man. It's just different, man. Oh, dude, yeah, if you got to play in... Oh, man. <laughs> if you got to do shows in, in... If you're playing, like, clubs, most of the time the oh, clubs are yeah. in fucked up places, yeah, bro. Yeah, because you're not... Because like, that's rent, rent. Well, rent's cheaper, you know what I mean? You don't so. have big, the parking lot of the arena or the shed where you guys are all enclosed safe. Your bus is on the street. You, you know, a truck might be on the street, merch truck on the street. You're going out there. Everything's, everything's in the street. Everything's, everything's right, right there, bro. You got not, you got nothing. You know, you're, you know, you got each other. That's it, right? So you've been to Harpo's, right? Tell me you've been to, you've been to Harpo's, right? Oh, yeah. <laughs> bro, there was an armed security guard out there for years. Years. That's like a, a guy with a shotgun, like, you know what I mean? Or a fucking machine gun, whatever the fuck he had out there, dude. It was crazy, bro. He was a straight up a gangbanger. A gangbanger, dude, that, you know, oh, he just sat out there and he was a guy. It's crazy. That's how fucked up it was there. Yeah, man. It's like, those are the, the things about, like, touring live. It's like, you don't miss those. I mean, you like them in the retrospect, but they're exhausting at the moment. It's stressful and, and, and you know. Well, it's good because, you know, it, it's an experience, right? You got you got it, and you fuck good thing that you were smart enough to walk out of it. Get, get out of it. Anything, yeah. Not have anything stupid happen to you. You know what I mean? So. Yeah. Hell yeah, man. Well, yo, fucking Warren, dude. I love you, bro. Yeah. Always good uh, to yeah, talk. Do your thing. You're the man, brother.